Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. A little bit about the podcast if you're new. Basically, every Sunday, I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories, you can drop me a line at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. As always, all the articles used in today's episode are linked in the description should you want to read those for yourself. So today's episode, guys, we're going back into the land of the strange and unusual, the paranormal. We will be diving into Brown County's own Stonehenge, that's right folks, the magical mystical Browning Mountain. Before we get into it, I wanted to give a few announcements here at the top of the episode. First off, next week's episode is going to be regarding the ghost town of Brown County, uh, which is called Elkinsville. So we'll be talking about that, breaking it all down. And then after that, I'm going to be taking the entire month of January off. There will be no new episodes in January. You know, when I started this podcast, I didn't really know where it would go, how long I would do it for, or really what to expect. You know, I do this all by myself. You know, I create all the content. I do all the research. I do all the software editing for the microphone and all that auditory stuff. Editing audio is extremely hard for me, and I'm not very good at it, to be honest. So... There's all of that mixed with I'm going to be going to grad school and hopefully in January and that's when it starts and so I'm kind of just wanting to see how all that goes, how much time I have left and if I'll have enough time to devote to continuing this podcast. Regardless though, I want to make it very clear that I've appreciated everyone listening and I've been honestly shocked at the amount of people that listen in every week. To have gotten into four different countries, I was a very shocked. On my Spotify wrapped when I saw that for this for this podcast that it's reached other countries even that's amazing I've had a lot of fun just thank you for listening thank you for caring and thank you for leaving kind reviews as well I'm hoping I can still do episodes because you know I love sharing with you all crazy stories from my hometown Brown County I think they're interesting and it seems that other people think they're interesting as well and there's so many of them I haven't gotten to yet that I've been really wanting to cover. So bear with me as I take the entire month of January off to kind of recoup, see how school goes, and then how much time I have. And I'll let you know. I'll post a podcast update regardless in the beginning of February. You know, it might be that I do one podcast episode a month or one every two weeks. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We're going to play by ear to see how everything goes. But no episodes will be released the entire month of January. So I just want to let you know about that at the very top of the episode. So we're all on the same page moving forward. I believe this is the last episode before um, if you celebrate the holidays. So happy holidays to you all get into it. Let's get into today's episode of Paranormal, Odd, Unusual, and Strange. That is the Browning Mountains. 
Brown County, on top of all the prior weird things they have going on, such as, I don't know, let's think, Gobbler Rocks, you know, we'd cover that. Are there aliens placing huge boulders in the trees of Brown County? Uh, Bigfoot, we have the him as well in Brown County, apparently. Got old Bigfoot living in the hollers and hills. And now we have possible satanic cursed, I want you to think about pet cemetery type land. <laughs> That's the closest I can think of to describing Browning Mountain in a lot of locals' minds. It is a pet cemetery type thing, you know. Don't go there after dark. Uh, be respectful of the land. The land itself up there on Browning Mountain has kind of become its own persona just like in Pet Cemetery. Sometimes dead is better. You know what I'm saying? So that's Browning Mountain. It is considered by all to be a very mystical, magical uh, area with magical, mystical properties in the ways that uh, Stonehenge has created this atmosphere of mysticism. So has Brown County's own Stonehenge Browning Mountain for the local area. So we're going to be breaking it all down, uh, seeing what the folklore is, what the hype's all about, and what the stories of that area, the lore, is. So let's get into it. Browning Mountain, first off, isn't a mountain. I know. Very disappointing. The name is very misleading. Browning Mountain is a hill. Brown County, if you're not familiar with the terrain, is a very hilly uh, part of Indiana. I'm sure when you think of Indiana, you think of flat and you think of cornfields. And you're not wrong. You are not wrong. That makes up 99.9% of that state is cornfields and it's very flat. However, Brown County is a little bit interesting and likes to be unique in that it's not flat. It's very, very hilly. So I don't know if you're familiar with like Smoky Mountains in Tennessee area, Kentucky, you know, pretty nice uh, little hills and, and things like that with valleys. That's kind of how Brown County is, but not near as extreme. It's small, small hills, but still hills nonetheless. So Browning Mountain is not a mountain. It is a hill. It is approximately 930 feet tall and is one of the higher points in Brown County, if not the highest. Browning Mountain is known for its mysterious history of UFO activity, Bigfoot sightings, and an odd formation of rocks known as Brown County Stonehenge. Now, <laughs> if you listen to the Gobbler Rock episode, that's episode two, I believe, of our UFO series, you'll have kind of already been familiar with Brown County's interesting weird rocks. We got weird rocks, guys. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how all this weird rock phenomenon keeps happening in Brown County, but Browning Mountain is the same. It's all about the rock. But, however, the Gobbler Rocks were sandstone, if you remember, and the rocks on Browning Mountain that are a phenomenon are limestone. So at least we're working with different rocks today, you know, keeping it interesting and fresh there. And these odd formation of limestone rocks on top of Browning Mountain are known as Brown County Stonehenge. However, I'm just going to stop you right there. Before you go trapezing up the hill that is Browning Mountain, I want your expectations to be low because unlike Stonehenge in England, these rocks are not standing on their own, guys. They're all, they're laying on the ground, okay? They are on their side, laying on the earth. So don't go up there expecting to behold a similar rock formation 
as that of the actual Stonehenge in England, okay? It's very much so less exciting. They're rocks, they're big, and they're laying on the ground. So don't get too excited. Now, these stones are extremely large. Like I've said, they're huge. Some are as large as cars and are extremely heavy. Obviously, they're limestone. Now, these stones are known as Keokuk limestones. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. And those limestones are not native to the area. So you see, we're already kind of getting to that mysticalness. Where do they come from? They're not local. The closest known area to have that specific uh, type of limestone is some 85 to 90 miles away. So how did they get there? Clearly they were brought there. But by who and for why? We don't know. Most geologists believe that the stones were left behind after glaciers carried the other stones away and that the stones left behind are a natural formation, which makes sense to me. I know, I know. I like to call myself the scully of the group, which means I am not here to, you know, be a molder in terms of being very excited and excitable over ghosts or, you know, paranormal phenomenon. I'm the person sitting in the corner poking at the smokes and mirrors, right? Like, that's me. That's what I do. And so, looking at this, it's like, obviously, the hills of Brown County were created from glaciers, right? That. Okay, we, we know that that's a fact. So why couldn't it have been like what geologists say, where it's like these stones, these heavy, large limestones, were left behind after glaciers carried the other stones away? It would make sense, because 85, 95 miles away isn't like that insane. It's not impossible that a glacier could have carried them away. Anyway, so geologists, that's what they believe. You know, natural scientists, geologists, that's what they think. Now, most of the rocks are strewn about at random, I know. That's another thing, okay? People go up there and they're expecting, I don't know, pentagram formations of these rocks or some, you know how, like, they do the crop circles and the cornfield, like some intricate, cool, swirly, twirly design? No, that's not what you're going to get, okay? These are literally just limestone, humongous rocks laying in the ground on the top of a very large hill. So most of those rocks are just strewn about. Now, there are some that are said to be in the formation of a circle, still, But you're going to have to use your imagination, <laughs> okay, uh, to try to probably uh, picture that circle. The hill, so the hill, Browning Mountain, I'm going to call it Browning Hill. Browning Hill overlooks the ghost town of Elkinsville, which is an episode we're going to talk about next week, the ghost town of Elkinsville. And Elkinsville was a small town established in 1817, and in 1821, the local tribes in the area, I'm talking about indigenous Americans were drove out from the area and forcefully removed to make way for the settlers. Isn't that just lovely? As such, uh, the family of the Brownings, a.k.a. where the name came from, settled on the top of the hill and made their establishment. I'm going to put a little pause there because I'm going to say that this has less to do with mysticism and magic and more so about white colonists having guilt. So instead of just being like, you know what, I'm actually like a trash person who forcefully removed local tribes who were there on the area so that my white colonist family could invade their home, take it from them, and settle there. So of course you're going to come and you're going to sit there and you're going to say, oh, it's cursed lands. It's indigenous American burial grounds. You know what I'm saying? They, like, spin all these tales about that stuff rather than just admitting and being straightforward um, that you have guilt over the mass genocide that took place. 
So that's my thought there. You know, after the Brownings settled, after they forcefully removed the local tribe that lived there first, after they did that lovely thing and settled there, <laughs> the white colonists settled at the top of Browning Mountain and named it after themselves, that tracks, those who have tried to move or tamper with the stones are said to meet unfortunate ends, right? So, like, after that family settled there, that's when all the mysticism, myths, and lore started forming. So, you know, freak accidents started happening, uh, even death. Even death. Because the settlers up there, the Browning family, were like, you know what I want to do with my free time? I want to take them rocks and I'm going to quarry them and I'm going to do other stuff with them rocks. So they're like out there with their pickaxe on these rocks. And then, you know, weird stuff starts happening. So unfortunate ends, freak accidents, deaths. Every settler that was said to have tried to, to quarry or carry the limestones away or pick them apart, their venture was plagued by accidents. Some workers were even killed due to the accidents, and the equipment was known to break down. This led to the settlers believing that the stones in the area on top of Brownie Mountain was protected by a spirit quoted as being called the Watcher or the Keeper. And the land is said to have been cursed so that anyone that tried to mess with it would meet an unfortunate end. So because of that, all ventures of quarrying the stones on top of Browning Hill were abandoned forever. Now, obviously, no one knows for a fact who is responsible for placing the stones on top of Browning Mountain. As such, there is much speculation and crazy theories ranging from UFOs, ancient cults, indigenous American burial grounds, a.k.a. we have blood on our hands after having relocated, a.k.a. killed local tribes. Now, some of these most fun theories revolve around UFOs having placed the stones there, as there may have been a few, you know, sightings or said... Everyone says that there's sightings of UFOs on Brownie Mountain. However, I heavily, heavily researched and could find nothing to back up that claim. So, it's all heresy, hearsay, she said, he said, I said, they said. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing concrete for me to bring to the table today on those UFO supposed sightings that took place on Brownie Mountain. Many believe that the stones were placed along ley lines, which are invisible lines that of energy that are supposedly crisscross across the world. If you remember when I talked about water witching, yes, that's a thing that people still do, and they love to do it in Brown County. Anyway, water witching, same concept. You got your little metal sticks, and you're out there in the yard trying to cross them over where the water is, magnetism with the water, I don't know, magical properties, maybe. Anyway, same kind of concept that these stones were placed perfectly along the ley lines of the earth. Other believes that the stones are laid out perfectly to match the Earth's equinox. And the most common theory, however, is that the rocks were laid out to be a sundial of some sort or a calendar. Now, there's also a small pond on top of Brownie Mountain near the rocks, a hand-dug well, and watering hole, and the remnants of a stone cellar near the stones at the top of Brownie Mountain. All of that is still there. You can see that. Cellar is supposedly from the settlers of the Brownings, lovely little establishment that they created on top of the mountain. I'm being sarcastic, by the way, because we do not stand nor support white colonists. Anyway, so that white colonist family created their little homestead on top of the mountain, and their cellar is still there. You can see it. it you know, you can see the rocks, you can see the formation of where the house would have been, blah, blah, blah. The hand-dug well is one that's a lot older, predates the cellar of the home, thought to be dug by the indigenous American tribe, the one that got, you know, murdered and, and forced to leave. 
The stones, some say, are known to, in air quotes, sing, which is that the stones are said to vibrate, and some have even heard ringing coming from the stones. So that's, you know, interesting. We love singing vibrating rocks. Also similar, interestingly enough, to the gobble rocks, because they're said to do the same thing. There's also a reoccurring myth that comes up a lot of when you look into Browning Mountain lore, uh, that the stones were used for sacrificial purposes and that there are still stories being told of to this day of cults visiting the area in the cover of night to commit blood sacrifices. So that's a little fun, um, a fun little story to hear. And uh, there's a lot of people in the area that live near Browning Mountain that are very explicit that you never go there at night for that purpose, is that they're afraid they're going to be killed by a cult and sacrificed under the cover of night. So just keep that in mind if you decide to go there at, at night. Now, of all the places in Brown County, Browning Mountain is one with the darkest history, as, you know, it is a place seeped in myth and lore and murder, to be honest, uh, genocide of the local tribe. And one that is highly um, revered for its magical properties by locals. Now, I know, you're probably like, Lark, you don't sound like the most um, serious in today's episode. Okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I grew up in that area. I grew up in Brown County my whole entire life. I've been to Browning Mountain multiple times. And to me, you know... I've spent a lot of time there, and to me, it isn't a scary place. I don't know. I know. Maybe that's that's a hot take. You know, I never felt threatened. I never experienced anything out of that ordinary. To me, the rocks honestly seemed like they were placed without a pattern in mind, and I don't even recall seeing the semblance of the rocks being placed purposefully in a circle. I'm going to be honest. I kept reading about the circle formation of the rocks, and I don't know if I was just out of it every time I walked up there, but I didn't see it. I remember the rocks. I sat on them. You know, they're all there. People carve their name on them, you know, spray paint them, whatever. They're there. And they're huge. But I didn't see no circle. I saw flatness and I saw rocks, you know, big old fancy rocks covered in moss and laying on the side of the hill, to be honest, because they're not even at the top. They're like kind of on the side, like on the decline. I don't really see the the circle theory. Maybe if you were in a helicopter above the ma- uh, the hill, you'd be like, oh, yes, there is a formation, you know, but I didn't do that, so. Didn't see the circle. You know, granted, the times I hiked there were in the daytime and not at night, so maybe you'd have a lot more fun and experience a lot more um, paranormal activity if you went to that kind of place in the cover of night. You know, one good thing about the n- doing anything at night is that your imagination has your chance to run wild. So I would say you'll probably have a lot more fun doing it at night. However, I'm just going to keep it real with you. It's going to be, you're going to be trapezing in some dangerous territory up there at night because first off, the trail up to Browning Mountain is not clear, guys. It is hard to see, and it's hard to stay on because it's all covered in leaves. It's not that well um, marked, nor that much footwork being done, I guess. There's not a lot of people going up and down Brownie Mountain. If you don't know where you're going, you're going to get lost, and that's in the daytime, by the way. I don't even know how you do it at night, so you need to go with someone local that knows that area like the back of their hand, because otherwise, it's going to be like a Blair Witch number three, and you're going to be stuck up there thinking you're being, you know, haunted by witches. Which honestly kind of sounds like fun. Now, you know, like I said, the scary, if you're going to say, if you're going to be like, Lark, what is scary about that area? If I had to give an honest answer, I would say like the remoteness of it. Your cell phone's not going to work. Yeah. So if you're going to go there and put in your Google Maps coordinates to try to get there, it's not happening. Your phone's not going to work. You don't get no internet. So that's another reason why I don't really recommend going to Brownie Mountain unless you have someone with you that knows 
the area, where it's at, how to get there, and how to get up to the top. Because again, there's no solid service. So what are you going to do when you're lost out there? It is literally going to become a Blair Witch 3 situation. And then, to take into account as well, you know, like I said, the path is not very clear. It's hard to get up there because the path isn't clear. Brown County, if you're not familiar with the terrain, there's a lot of overgrowth in the summer months. Like, I'm talking, it looks like a forest, okay? Like, a thick forest. There's lots of leaves, there's lots of trees, there's lots of bushes, there's lots of overgrowth, and you're not going to find that trail. I probably wouldn't be able to find that trail. And I've been up there multiple times. And then in the fall, all the leaves fall, and then everything looks the same. All the trees look the same, All everything looks the same, and it would be a mess trying to find that trail and get down at night in November or October in the fall. And it's also, guys, I'm not going to lie, it's a long hike up to Browning Mountain to the top of it. For me, it took me about 25 minutes, and I'm a good hiker. I've hiked my whole life in that area. Still took me 25 minutes. Doesn't sound like a long time, but it is when you're up there. And honestly, it is hard to find where Browning Mountain is if you don't know where it is. Like, park your car and, like, then find the trail. It's a whole process, is what I'm saying. There's no signage, and it's very easy to miss. The path up to, like I said, Browning Mountain is not clear at all. So if you're going to go, I would only recommend going with someone familiar with the area. Or or find some SOS system when you inevitably get lost. If you don't bring someone familiar with the area with you. And then email me at lark at gmail.com when you get lost in where which situation happens. Anyway, yeah, so that's Browning Mountain. It's a big folklore focal point of Brown County. There's a lot of history there. Not all good, as we've learned. And so, like with all colonists, they love to put the blame over why things are cursed back onto the indigenous Americans and the local tribes of the area. When it's like, nah, just admit that you messed up, apologize, and seek some form of forgiveness from said local tribes that you massacred. And stop it with the cursed land, indigenous American burial ground stick. I've heard it a million times. Just admit you messed up. We'll start there. So I don't believe that the land is cursed. I don't believe that it's an indigenous American graveyard and that they cursed the land. Now, they might have cursed the land. I would do that. I'm like, if you're going to massacre everyone I've ever known and do that type of stuff, like, you're going to have negative energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that negative energy is going right back onto you. I think it has a lot more to do with the Browning family just messing up. When you uh, massacre and chase someone else away and steal from them, you're kind of cursing yourself, aren't you? So, yeah, I don't know. If you go up to Browning Mountain, I'd love to hear what you thought about it and what your experiences was. I do know a lot of people hold a lot of regard and respect for Browning Mountain, to which I say you should probably do that with all land because, you know, Earth could really do us some support right now. So go find yourself your favorite hill and, you know celebrate nature, experience nature. If you're familiar with the Brownie Mountain area but have never gone but have always wanted to go, maybe not by night or by night if you want to have a funky and fresh time. 
And so, yeah, that's what I have for you today. As always, stay hydrated and stay safe. And I'll talk to you next week where we'll go over Elkinsville and that ghost town of Brown County. Bye!